Quote, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. That's what Supreme Court Justice Alito wrote in this week's leaked draft opinion from the Supreme Court, which overturns the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision, guaranteeing federal constitutional protections of abortion rights. If issued as the official decision, which experts say is very likely, the ruling would take away abortion protection for millions of people in more than half of U.S. states. It's extremely uncommon for internal deliberations to be leaked like this. But interestingly, back in 1973, the original Roe decision was leaked to the press before the court had formally announced it, according to NPR. An investigation is being launched into the source of this week's leak. Supreme Court Chief Justice Roberts has verified the authenticity of the leaked draft opinion, but noted that it does not reflect the court's final decision. The official decision is expected by the end of June. Nearly one in four women in the U.S. are expected to get an abortion in their lives. To make some sense of the leak and its predicted impact, I spoke with Jenna Tosh, President and CEO of Planned Parenthood California Central Coast. So Jenna, tell me where you were and what you were feeling when you heard the news of the Supreme Court draft opinion leak on Monday. Yeah, well, I actually was out at Mesa Burger with with my family. And I think like a lot of folks started getting uh, a number of texts just with the political link. Um, and look, it, it, I felt angry. I felt heartbroken, but I did not feel surprised um, because it's been clear that for 12 years, Um, or so, we've really been moving um, towards this Supreme Court majority um, that frankly was put on the bench for this very reason. Um, And in the last year, um, we've seen the Supreme Court fail to take action that would have protected pregnant people in Texas um, from an abortion ban um, going into place. So we have been um, preparing for this moment. Um, We have expected this moment. um, and, And it's Still, it's still devastating. And if we could just zoom out a bit to discuss what Roe v. Wade itself is, right, and give us, you know, an overview of the overall case, its significance, and its relation to Planned Parenthood v. Casey, which was also mentioned in Justice Alito's draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, the constitutional right to abortion as established in Roe v. Wade is an almost 50-year precedent of the court. Um, And it establishes not only the constitutional right to abortion, um, but really the constitutional right to privacy. Um, And so for that reason, um, you know, this really is an ominous warning, not only about the right to abortion. Um, We we see this already, right? Politicians and the Supreme Court, um, they're not only interested in Um, in overturning Roe v. Wade and the constitutional right to abortion, but they are coming for marriage equality. They are coming after birth control. Um, We, you know, we see 30 bills introduced in state legislatures across the United States coming at um, trans youth, um, LGBTQ plus teens. Um, This is not just about abortion, right? This is about who has power over you. This is about who gets to decide what your family 
um, and your future looks like. Um, so I think it's really important for folks to understand um, just how dangerous and ominous a warning this is about the Supreme Court and about what's happening in states across the country. And the U.S. has the highest rate of maternal mortality of any developed country, and that rate is rising. What health risks, and you mentioned a few, could arise from overturning Roe v. Wade? Well, let, let's talk for a second about what will happen, right? Um, if this case goes into effect um, as written, uh, what will happen is that there are about 26 states in the country that are considered likely or very likely um, to ban abortion. 13 of those states have what are called trigger bans, which go into effect immediately. Um, and so what we're talking about is over the summer, about 36 million people um, who can become pregnant, including women, trans people, non-binary people of reproductive age, could lose their constitutional right to safely and legally end a pregnancy overnight. Um, and you're absolutely right that many of those states with these trigger laws have some of the worst maternal mortality outcomes in the country, um, with, with Black women in some parts of the country three or four times um, more likely to, to die as a result of their pregnancy. And so um, in, under any circumstances, forcing someone to stay pregnant against their will um, is outrageous, it's cruel. Um, and it's dangerous, and particularly in a country that has so much work to do um, to ensure healthy pregnancy outcomes, um, it's particularly cruel. And in terms of this ruling, how does this go against precedent, and why is it so groundbreaking? Well, look, I mean, I think, I don't know about you, but I certainly have not uh, lived under a court, uh, under a Supreme Court, that has taken away rights that I've counted on, right? I think for, for many people um, of the you know, millennial age and younger, um, we have expected that when cases go to the Supreme Court, um, it leads to more freedom, right? It leads to uh, more equality. Um, and so I think, uh, I, I think that a lot of people are waking up this week to the reality that rights that we have counted on, um, that yeah. freedom that we have always expected to be there under the Constitution um, are, are no longer solid. And, and it's because of five people, right? It's because of five people on a court. And, and these are five people who do not represent public opinion. Most polls show that 75 to 80% of the public support the Roe v. Wade decision and do not want to see um, these rights overturned. Um, and that's because no judge, no politician um, is, is better able to make a decision about your family and your life than you are, right? These are personal, private decisions. These are decisions that impact people's lives, people's families, and people's futures. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think this is, this is really, um, it's a very unstable and uncertain time uh, for, for that reason. And I have to ask, what does this mean for Californians mm -hmm. um, and how will the Central Coast specifically be affected? Yeah, well, look, that's a really great question. And I said earlier, we have been expecting this decision. We have been preparing for it. Um, in fact, we've been working really hard um, in preparation for this decision. Here along the Central Coast, we have six health centers um, as far north as San Luis Obispo, as far south as Thousand Oaks. We opened um, we opened a new health center this year. We are hiring more doctors, more nurses. We're expanding, um, expanding our ability to see, see folks here on the Central Coast as well as 
um, more people likely traveling to California from other states. Um, the California governor and state legislature is also very committed to doing everything that they can um, to protect and advance the right to abortion here in California. Um, there are currently 13 bills moving through the California legislature. Um, this week, Governor Newsom called for a constitutional amendment solidifying the right to access abortion here in California. Um, and California is one of 17 governors that has called for congressional um, action protect um, and enshrine Roe v. Wade into law. So, so I think it's really important for folks to understand um, that here in California, we're, we're doing everything we can. We certainly, we certainly need help, right? We need volunteers. Uh, we need people to join this fight um, and, and stand alongside us. But California is a proud reproductive freedom state, and that's never been more important than now. And wrapping up here a bit, Jenna, from your understanding, what is the likelihood that the court could change their mind? You know, I think it's tough to speculate about, right? But, um, but again, the folks who are, who are in this majority here are people who we understand were explicitly put on the court for this reason, right? I think there was um, a good outcome was never anticipated from this case. The Supreme Court taking on this case was an ominous warning in itself. And then the Supreme Court declining to block the Texas abortion ban that's been in effect for seven months. Um, you know, they, they have made they've made their intent pretty clear. And so, um, you know, no, this isn't a draft opinion. Yes, today, Roe is still the law of the land. Um, and uh, and we have to do everything we can um, to ensure that public opinion is made clear that that people are getting involved. Um, that people are really pushing back and holding their state legislatures accountable. Um, because even if this isn't um, exactly what the final ruling looks like, even if it's moderated a bit, um, I think we, we do expect this to be a bad outcome. I am uh, former state senator Hannah Beth Jackson, represented this community, UCSB, and all of Santa Barbara County and the um, western part of Ventura County for eight years in the California Senate. Before that, I represented that general area in the state assembly. Former state senator Hannah Beth Jackson has been a committed supporter of Roe since it was first implemented all the way back in 1973. I asked her how she initially reacted when she heard about the leak. Well, I was uh, not surprised, but I was aghast uh, and uh, deeply concerned, um, angry, uh, lots of emotions, uh, outraged that the court, after um, 50 years of precedent, uh, after 50 years of Roe being the law of the land, that the Supreme Court would not only uh, choose to overturn Roe, but also undermine the right of privacy, which is fundamental to a number of other protections and freedoms that we have in this country. And you mentioned that this goes beyond just the issue of abortion. Could you expand on that a bit? Well, sure. The right of privacy, which is implicit in the right of freedom and liberty, 
uh, is not specifically articulated in the United States Constitution, but, but neither are a number of other rights that have been on the books for decades or centuries. So to claim that the, it isn't specifically spelled out is frankly a lot of nonsense. Um, what will happen though, if they continue to push for this, uh, as they seem to indicate, as this leaked decision uh, indicates, um, what we're going to see is we're going to see efforts to undermine the rights of LGBTQ uh, individuals. The community will be at risk because um, the, the protections of gay marriage, the protections of that community uh, are predicated on a right of privacy. The people have the right, the freedom to make their own very personal and intimate decisions. It also uh, will very well affect uh, the, the case, the 1964 case of Griswold versus Connecticut, which allowed people to get access to birth control and contraception. Believe it or not, before then, if you were either married or then unmarried, um, it was a crime to access birth control. And what role does the government, what role do those uh, um, politicians have in deciding uh, our most uh, personal and intimate decisions and behaviors that have no impact on them and basically take away our freedoms and our liberty. And you mentioned that the reasoning um, for overturning Roe v. Wade is that abortion is not written in the Constitution. What do you make of that reasoning? I think it's nonsense. And I think uh, after 50 years of precedent, uh, that is the law of the land. And this, frankly, has been a rather, at least for some of us, very transparent effort to pack the Supreme Court with right-wing ideologues who not only don't care about the rule of law, but whose opinions don't even represent the majority of Americans. The values of this country are clearly those that support the kinds of freedoms and liberties uh, that this very court, now packed with uh, three appointees by uh, Donald Trump, who, by the way, was not elected uh, with a majority of votes, uh, allowing now this court to be packed with right-wing ideologues who are uh, committed to overturning uh, years of precedent and undermining the rule of law. And we'll conclude with Jenna Tosh of Planned Parenthood, who had a final message for those concerned about the future of reproductive justice in the United States. I think the last thing I just want to say to the listeners is that no matter what happens, um, Planned Parenthood is here. Um, we have been doing this work for over 100 years, um, and we are never going to stop fighting until every person in every community has the freedom and power to control their own body and their own life. And so I really appreciate you lifting up this issue um, today um, and, and staying involved and staying informed. More information can be found at PlannedParenthood.org. KCSB will continue to keep you informed about this ongoing story. I'm Ashley Rush with KCSB News.